Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new year of 10th inning. This is the first episode in the year of 2024 with your hosts, as always, Jack and Brett Miller. And Jordan and Greg here in studio with us. Jordan on the board for today. <laughs> Making the sounds Scaring happen. people. Scaring headphone users. <laughs> but plenty to get to. Stove talk. It's yeah. hot. When we went it, home I for a break, it was heating up. It was. I think it's a little warm. It was pre-Otani before we went home. That's though. true. We're it kinda, was. Right? We're kind of just turning the burner on again. Yeah. 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 We're. It's like... Yeah. We're preheating. Yeah. Pre-heating. Couple moves. You guys all know about the snowstorm we're supposed to get tomorrow? Yeah. It's... It's nuts that we're getting more snow. More <laughs> snow, East Coast. Yeah. That's what happens. We, we, don't, get, four well, we don't get it that much in South Jersey. I mean, you're you're up in North Jersey, Brett. But no, these guys. Jordan's North Jersey. I'm I'm Central Jersey. I don't care what anyone says. Where Central from? Jersey's real. Hamilton, New Jersey. That's not true. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> if you fold New Jersey in half, I'm in the same spot. <laughs> so, but anyway, back to baseball, which is why we're all here. Um, Dodgers are doing their best effort to ruin the game of baseball. With Is that crazy to say? Otani, Yamamoto, yeah. Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, Glassnow. Oh my gosh, I forgot about Glassnow. <laughs> Manuel yeah, Margot. So. Mar- <laughs> we cannot forget about Manuel Margot. Probably their sixth outfielder. Raul Banez. In the front office. Yeah. <laughs> Not as a player. What do we make of what is going on out in Los Angeles? I mean, Los Angeles is... Uh, it, it, the Dodgers are becoming the super team as... As we know it, and it's growing. Um, same with the, uh, yeah, I think the Yankees are trying to compete with that out in the American League. Do I the East? Do I dare call the Dodgers the F word? Front runner. It's never too early. Never too. It's early. never but too early. Going back to my point, it it just looks bad on the Angels the most, and all it looks bad for the Angels, and it looks bad for the entire MLB. You've been saying this for a while in regards to Otani and the Angels. I remember you. You did that, but also just because. The Angels are in L.A., mm-hmm. but they've made no, no moves at all. You know, yeah. like, It's not even just the fact that they didn't keep Otani. It's the fact that they haven't helped Trout, who is on the injury-prone side, I will say. Mm-hmm. But they haven't made any moves to help him out. So they're going to be in the same situation. In a, honestly, in a worse situation since you don't have Otani anymore. Yeah. Um, because you have Trout, Rendon... And that's the end of the list, pretty much. But I don't, I don't even know, I don't even want to put Rendon on that list. But you can't blame them for not like trying to go after it. Every year they make signings and they think it's going to pay out. Like they paid Tyler Anderson all that money because he was good with the Dodgers, and the Dodgers were like, "Haha, he sucks now." Do they fake try? Do the Angels like fake try? It's know. almost what it seems like. Because I respect the their Rendon. moves every single year. Like yeah. at the beginning of twenty two, their pitching was pretty solid, and they were first place in the division for like the first two months and then it all fell apart it just never seems to click for them and now it looks like they're going to go into a true rebuild i think trout should get moved honestly i don't know why he hasn't requested out yet but he's going to be like dame in my opinion yeah the angels are like the one team every year that's like always trying to get better they're trying to do everything they can to get mike trout or otani to the playoffs when otani was obviously there they were switching managers and that wasn't working out then they were adding pitching because that was like their biggest issue because they felt like they had a good lineup i mean they went out and they spent all that money on anthony rendon who's been nothing but a disappointment because he can't stay on the field they went out and got other hitters like um i know they got like um what other hitters that they had? They, exactly. They, they, <laughs> like, you know, it's like point. you don't like all they, they they bring in all these hitters. They have a good lineup, but then the pitching is in there. Then they start loading up their farm system with all these pitching prospects, and they they just never like they never even work out because they don't bring them up in time. And then you know some of these other guys leave, like Otani left, and now we don't know the whole situation with Trout. I will say this with Trout though, it's. You know, it's it's kind of getting to the point now where Trout is up there in age and. Is he still one of the best players in baseball? Because no, um, I the injuries are starting to get to this guy just now. Not like the number one. He's extremely productive anymore. when he's in the lineup, but yeah. I can't stack him up against the other top guys. Like I know Judge missed most of last year, but the Judges, the Otani's, which is pretty hypocritical to say because both those guys were injured last year. Mm-hmm. But that Trout, it's been multiple years. It's going on like a decade, I think, of him being out there. Extremely I mean, I, productive I, I player, but just frustrating that he cannot consistently stay on the field. I would say one point is, like, he's not, like, right now, currently, I would say that Mookie and Freddie are both better than him at, at this point in time. No, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Is he Trout could, in top 10? He, I, might, he might barely be I'd there. I'd have to think about it. Yeah. Or, and pitchers, too, like... There's multiple pitchers yeah, yeah. that I think are more valuable. I think he's still Trump. a top 10 yeah. positional player. 
Just not. Yeah. Probably, yeah, he's, he's eight eight to top ten, 10 overall. Yeah, eight to ten. Yeah, he's like eight to ten with yeah. positional, but like even with pitchers, that's difficult. Because off the top of my head, right now, like with pitchers, mm-hmm. Judge is better, Cole's mm-hmm. better, Acuna's better, Harper's so, better, Soto's better, um, Mookie's better, Freeman's better. Yep. You say you said Acuna, right? I said Acuna. Yeah. yeah. Tatis, I would say he's better. Yeah. Machado, Arenado. Well, that's, yeah. Tatis is interesting. Yeah. Because he was he missed a decent amount of last year. Mm-hmm. I think Tatis has a better chance of being a better player now than he yeah. was in like 2021 only because he switched positions. Like he was a terrible defensive shortstop um, when he played there and then he got moved to the outfield and actually he became a really good defender yeah. playing right field. And good. I think if he just gets his bat back a little bit, like he had a decent offensive season this past year, but I think if he gets back to being an elite hitter, He's still one of the best players in baseball, I think. Yeah. Um, Padres got lucky that situation because he would have taken shortstop back if they didn't have like just massive like stockpile in the middle infield. Because now they have Kim at short, Cronworth at second. Even though they're Xander. trying to move that contract, Xander, Xander now, Bogues. yeah. Here's so, you know the one, right works. He, yeah, you know the he won a Gold Glove, right this year. I think he did. You know yeah. the one, or no, it was platinum this year. Yeah, he was really good actually. You know the one interesting stat with um, Ha Sung Kim. He had almost like the same war as Acuna this past year. And for anybody that doesn't know what war is, it's wins above replacement. It shows you how much better that player is basically to that team. And I think it's his war like was like over six. It's kind of like plus minus. It's almost like a plus yeah. minus, yeah. So Hassan Kim, is a, like he's gotten better each and every year that he's played, but he is a defensive wizard. That's what makes him so good. And Anthony Volpe, like... I'm a Yankee fan, and I'm hoping that Volpe turns out to be the player that we expect him to be. I think he's on pace, too. And he had a, I would say a... An average year. He had an average offensive season, yeah, but if you look at his war, he had like a three war, and that's because of how good he was defensively. So it's not really just about what you do offensively, but it's about what you do defensively as well and like how much play how much better your players can be. That's why like all these GMs and these owners are all into analytics and looking at war and looking at like how hard you throw. That's what they're all about. And I think they're too they're too hung up on that a little bit. Um but it's the way that they're going by now and the game has definitely changed than what it was 20 years ago. It's all about analytics. It's all about numbers and that's what they're looking for. Yeah. And for any team, that's what you got to look for is just uh, one of the main categories is, is war because you get, you get a solid player from if you based on their war. And so, but the Dodgers, they're just getting so many players now and it's becoming, it's becoming where it's becoming more comical, I feel like, that they're just getting all these players now. I mean, you see the memes constantly, like, oh, Dodgers rooting MLB all over the place, right? With the Dodgers getting so many players every year, especially with this new contract situation that they gave Otani, well, they'll pay him pretty much once he's done with the Dodgers. I think it starts in 2034, right? Something disgusting like that, yeah. Yeah, so is that... I'll, I'll swing it to you, Jordan. Is this like new contract stuff that the Dodgers are doing or even just getting this many players, do you think that this is ruining baseball and this that there needs to be a salary cap because the Dodgers, they're, they're just absorbing the luxury tax, but they can afford, afford it every year because they get so much revenue because they are the L.A. team out in the West Coast. Yeah, um, it's hard to say. I do think the the new form of contracts, what Otani's done, I think that will ruin the game. I'm afraid it's opened a door that will not be closed, and it could potentially be closed if Manfred puts an end to it quick. Because realistically, any team, any player could do that if they're willing to risk not getting injured to push that money all the way back. Um, I've always been pro no salary cap in baseball because it's it's entirely different from every other sport. Yeah. Um, but that hurts the smaller markets, which are trying to do wonders in the in the MLB you know it does but I think it, at the end of the day it still finds a way to even itself out because you see teams this year like the Diamondbacks um they made it all the way to the World Series they probably shouldn't have they swept the Dodgers who we're talking about now um it, it finds a way to even out because of that and it also has to do with draft picks as well with compensation when you sign certain players you lose draft picks the Yankees lost out on Mike Trout because they signed Mark Deshera in 2008 so 
it's different than every other sport, and I think it's worked up to this point. And I would I would probably have to wait a few years until I make a final decision on whether or not salary cap is needed. But right now, I would wait and see. So, Brett, what do you think about this whole thing? Because I know you have a decently strong opinion about this. I mean, with salary caps, uh, it might need to start because it's just getting out of hand because some, mm-hmm. some smaller teams... I mean, obviously, Jordan made a good point with... Arizona making the World Series. The Rangers made the World Series. They had some money into it, though, right? But yeah. they didn't break the luxury tax. No. So, but with the Dodgers, obviously they're great. They didn't perform well in the playoffs, but it's still every year when you look at they just keep adding pieces no matter who's on their team, no matter how much money they have. They just keep improving no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I do agree with Jordan. I, I don't hate the salary the non-salary cap in baseball, I hate the backloading of the contract what Otani did because for the next however many years he's there, the Dodgers, like we've seen, can go sign a Teoscar Hernandez, can go trade for a glass now. It's not the Otani contract itself. It's what opens it up for filling out the rest of the roster, which these big market teams can afford, whereas the small market teams can't. I do think it does even out, like even like the Royals winning that one random World Series or like, these smaller teams making these runs, I think it's good for baseball, and I love that. And I don't think the salary, no salary cap affects it. So, I mean, I don't hate this. It also, also, to my point of baseball being like pretty much entirely different, um, it's the only sport that really has a farm system to say. And yeah. Hockey has a little bit of one, but of the two biggest sports in the country, basketball, the G League really the is a farm trying. system. And the it's NFL to be doesn't have system. any yeah. secondary level. Baseball, you have like... Triple A, double A. It takes forever. And if you have a like the Houston Astros, they're good now. They've won their rings, but once Altuve and that core die out, their farm system's really bad. Mm -hmm. The cheating scandal, I know they should have gotten punished more, but it already is hurting them. They're they have like a bottom five farm system in baseball. I think what you saw this past year with the Astros, like they still had a good season. They went to the ALCS, but they were thinking big picture. And I think when they won ninety two games or ninety games, whatever it was this past year, and they barely won a division over the Rangers. I think you're kind of seeing the Astros dynasty, if you're considering it a dynasty, considering what happened in 2017 with the whole cheating scandal, you want to call it an asterisk, whatever. I think you're starting to see that that core of guys like Altuve, Bregman. I think it's starting to come to an end a little bit, and I think they probably have like another year or two, and, and you're going to start to see the Astros championship window come to a close because... They've been playing with each other. So they've been playing with each other for such a long time, and I think it's starting to come to an end a little bit because of how much older these players are getting. And like you mentioned, Jordan, their farm system isn't as great. And then the thing I wanted to say about the Dodgers as well, like they're going out and they're spending all this money. They backloaded that contract with Otani to go and get Yamamoto to trade for Tyler Glass now to sign other players like Teoscar Hernandez, but. If you're looking at the next 10 years with the Dodgers, if they don't win a championship, because I think for them, they got to win multiple championships. With the core that they have right now, they have Betts locked up, Freeman locked up. They have a lot of these guys locked up for a while. If they don't win at least a couple championships, I think it's a disappointment in the core that they have right now. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, on the field wise, but I think that they're going to make so much money just having that these guys that I don't think. I don't think it could be a disappointment just because of, for a marketing perspective of it, I guess. Like well, you ha- yeah, money-wise. You know what I mean? Money-wise. Yes. I guess success-wise, you probably do need a couple championships to yeah. back it. But, I mean... Even just one. I mean, like, some people, just like, one, really yeah. overestimate, like, or underestimate how much a ring is, rather. Mm-hmm. It's like... That's why I think the Astros are a dynasty. Like, winning a World Series is really hard to do. Like, mm-hmm. we've seen the past, like... Just two years of the new expansion of the playoffs really is a crapshoot winning this whole thing. Exactly. The sixth seed has gone to the World Series twice now since it's been to... What was Texas? Texas was... Well, Texas was Arizona was the sixth seed. Arizona yes. was the sixth seed. Texas and was then, five. Yeah, and then the... Two wildcard teams. Like, yeah, yeah, and then the Phillies were the sixth seed. Dodgers won their division by a landslide, but... Probably will again this year. Yeah, but as... As Greg said, it might be dwindling in their time period, which is yeah. that was something I haven't really thought about. Um... When do when do we think that window kind of closes? Because that's for LA. For, no, for Houston. Houston. For Houston's um, getting. I think it's about old. a year or two. I would I would push it a little more. I mean, like Houston has a bad farm system, like I said, but 
they're great at replacing guys. Like they can find anybody. They're, I mean, they're, they're a decent market to attract someone. Houston, just well Houston is like the fourth biggest city in the country. I mean, they were able to get Garrett Cole. You were, they exactly, were able yeah. to. Well, I mean, Flip granted, not Garrett to Cole was, him, but they were able to trade for him. Yeah, I mean, they were yeah. able to get him from Pittsburgh. Yeah, and which, they don't, which is definitely better than Houston's better than Pittsburgh, yeah. but from a market standpoint. And I know Michael Brantley is retiring as well, but Houston they don't need to go out and spend big money. They have their guys. They still have a core kind of building. Yeah. Jordan, like, if Pena. They have a Brayu. Like I'm sure bit. he'll be like power guys like that. Don't just die off. Like I'm sure he just had it first year in Houston. He'll hang around. He'll Did be, they hire a manager? Because I know Dusty Baker retired. I'm not entirely Dusty sure. Dusty Baker, I think, is like an assistant somewhere now. I think I could be wrong. San Fran, right? Yeah, oh, I think okay. San Fran. He's back in like, San Fran. Yeah. He's assistant in San Fran. But to my point, I think the window. I would probably give it like max of five years because like Altuve, he'll probably be good for the next few years. I would say Bregman is still somewhat young. And you still have Tucker. You still have Jordan. Uh, their new catcher this year was pretty solid uh, after Maldonado. He's like your defensive guy, essentially. They have a squad, and even yeah. McCormick looks good in center field. Like, I wouldn't, I'm not writing them off whatsoever. The bullpen's always good. I love Brian Abreu. He scared me in the ALCS lot, uh, two years ago. He was dominant when they won in yeah. 22. Houston's dominant. still like a top three team. Or new, their new top coach. five in the AL. Their new uh, manager is Joe Espada. Yeah. So, uh, oh, right, yeah. Yankee, yeah, so he, he Yankee was bench a, coach in 17. He was the Texas League right. manager of the year in 2018 and led AA Corpus Christi to an 82-56 and 56 record and a playoff berth. So, yeah, Houston's uh, not going anywhere just yet, but no. the window is closing, to your guys' point. I'm a Houston fan, though. I I mean, I got, you, yeah, exactly. yeah, I, mean, I got two Probably championships. Probably should have won more, five, too. Uh, yeah, probably. Could have won, yeah, I mean, you could have won three. Weren't they in the a- ALCS like the last five years or something like that? Real, Realistically, they sh- probably should have won 19. They should have won 21. They should have four, realistically. I mean, Howie Kendrick and Juan Soto was the <laughs> dynamic duo of the World Series. And, they and, and even the entire playoffs. If they, if they beat Texas in Game 7, they probably should have won that series, to be honest. But yeah. they probably beat Arizona, too. Arizona, had like a they had a fun run, but they're not that good. Yeah, the on, Astros yeah. had a few mistakes that have costed them big. Yeah. They were terrible at home last year. And I said that. I said that in like our last episode of the semester last year. Roll back the, the tape. The DS. Yeah, was I was saying. Like, I was saying it when we came back too. Like the, these Astros could not win at home. But they were ridiculous yeah. on the road. It made no sense. It made no sense at all. Once I mean, when Altuve hit that home run in Game Five, I yeah. thought that was it. Like up three yeah. two going home. I know they they were pretty bad at home, but. Playoffs, they're always. It's like it's weird there. But that's what you. That's the same thing you probably thought with the Phillies. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they both blew it three two leads. Yeah, I mean, and Philly was was great at home. I thought they were destined for a rematch. Yeah, I, that's what I really thought. I feel yeah. like uh, it really thought like, oh, okay, we're about to get a rematch. Both team, one team will win in game seven, but the one will win in game six. But we'd have the same matchup as, uh, yeah. as last year, and we didn't get that at all. We got the other two teams who both won on the road to get to the World Series. So, but. Uh, let's switch over to uh, both Greg and Jordan's team of the Yankees. Yankees have been busy. Coast yeah, to they coast. Have been, yeah. They've been busy. Yeah, so. Stroman. Well, yeah, so the you guys got. We probably shouldn't headline Stroman. We'll probably do Soto. <laughs> yeah, you guys got Soto. Uh, which Juan is, Soto is a New York Yankee. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, uh, Jordan, I'll, I'll make you eat your words. Uh, you thought Yamamoto would be a Yankee. You uh, Look, found some Photoshopped pictures. There were Photoshops of Yamamoto. To be fair, this itinerary <laughs> to last be week. fair, I thought Yamamoto was going to be a Yankee, too. Yeah. So, um, um, but he's now with the Dodgers. But um, you guys, um, Snell was offered money, declined yeah. it because he wanted more years and or more money. I still think there's an outside chance at Snell. We'll see where the Yankees pivot after getting Stroman. I don't hate the deal for Stroman. Um, I don't hate the signing either. Yeah, it's a financially, it's a great deal. I it's wanted seventeen million over two years. I wanted the Phillies to sign yeah. Stroman in the trade deadline. I was I was telling the guys in the on air studio earlier. I was at the Billy Joel concert when he when he signed. <laughs> he was performing. I look at my phone. I see Jeff Pass and tweet it. I'm like, that's when you know it's official. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's but fine. yeah, financially, great deal. I the only way it can backfire is if his ego gets. You know, two ahead of him, but he's not a terrible pitcher. His ERA is a little high. Last year, he finished with a three nine five, but his WHIP was only a one two. So, he's a ground ball pitcher. We all know that he was good in Toronto, which is good for Yankee Stadium. I mean, I it remember is, they yeah. didn't sign. I think it was uh, one of the Japanese pitchers, 
um, who's a lefty? I forget his a name. Manga? I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a he's a fly yeah. ball hitter. And we already or have fly like, ball pitcher. Like Colt, he won Cy Young. He's the best pitcher in baseball, in my opinion. But the home run ball can hurt him. It hurts Rodon. But having a ground ball pitcher to throw in there, I think it really helps. And I still think we're in the market for at least one more arm. because it feels like they, Monty, maybe. Could be Monty. Could be mm-hmm. Snell. But I wouldn't hate if they just pivot for a weaker arm or maybe bring up Clayton Beater from the Joey Gallo trade and sign Josh Hader. How much really is expected of Rodon? Because is he blocking the idea of signing another Top end starter. That money hurts you. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But I'm, we also thought he would be like Blake Snow. You know, it's that funny. Doesn't. It's funny with Montgomery because I kind of wonder, like, the Yankees want to bring back Jordan Montgomery, but does Jordan Montgomery actually want to come back to the Yankees? Because the Yankees basically said in 2022, we have our playoff rotation. That's why they ended up trading away Jordan Montgomery because he wasn't going to be a part of the rotation come postseason time. And then Jordan Montgomery turns into an ace for the Rangers and helps them win the world series. And now the Yankees are thinking about bringing them back, but, and I would be fine with it myself as a Yankee fan, but does Jordan Montgomery want to come back? Because, you know, how does he feel about Brian Cashman now that basically Cashman told him, Hey, you're not good enough to pitch in the postseason. We have other arms that are better than you. I think, I think it's an easy fix there. Um, I don't think the Yankees are as eager to bring him back. Like from what I've been seeing, because at the end of the day, he 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 wants like twenty seven, twenty eight million, and I'd rather just spend the extra ten on Snell. He's better. I don't know if Montgomery can sustain. A lot of walks, though. But I think it balances out when I you have Stroman, ground ball pitcher. You have Garrett Cole, strikeout pitcher, and I think Nestor is going to bounce back pretty fine. He was good for a year and a half, and he was injured all of last year, mm-hmm. and there he he looked really good or just like eh last year. Yeah. So. I think our rotation is going to be fine if we get one more guy. But, um, yeah, I, I don't hate the Stroman signing at all. It's really just emotional more more so because he was, like, kind of a jerk on Twitter. I think he was more well, je- jealous, though, that he didn't get traded to us originally in 2018 because the Mets give up gave up a better uh, package. But he seems really happy to be with us really now. He really wants to be a Yankee, it seems yeah. like. That's, I think he the, always has been, and now he's finally able to express that. The Yankees' starting rotation definitely has some upside. Like you mentioned about Nestor being a good back end of the rotation piece. If he's healthy, I think he's going to have a really good year as well. Rodon, as hard as I was on him last year because— I think they rushed him back to— I think that's why you, he Yeah, you could so make well. an argument for that, but, like, you know, the Yankees paid him all this money too, and they, they paid him all this money to be that subpar ace behind Garrett Cole in that Yankees starting rotation— and I still think the Yankees need to add another starter, whether that's Blake Snell or it's trading for one of these other pitchers like Corbin Burns or Shane, or Shane Bieber. I think that's in the pitcher as well. It's not yeah. I, I, the Yankees definitely have some upside in their starting rotation. And then I think when you look at their offense, this is the most protection that Judge is ever going to have um, since he came up as a rookie in 2016. And then obviously 2017 is when he had that magical year hitting – uh, what was it, 50, not, 52 home runs and breaking the rookie record. And then we all know about 2022, obviously. Um, I think you can bank on Anthony Rizzo a little bit more than you can with Giancarlo Stan because Stan's yeah. like the one guy. And I love Giancarlo Stan. The way that he's handled the media here is incredible. Yeah, he's a good but sport about it. But I just don't know if Stan's the same player. With Rizzo, I think you can rely on him a little bit more because the last couple months of the year, he was basically playing with a concussion. And the Yankees... Doctors, not basically, even, he was. He well, yeah, 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 he was. But the Yankees doctors, the Yankees doctors couldn't even figure it out, and they finally did. And then Rizzo was done for the season, and they started bringing up these these young guys like Dominguez, and Dominguez was going off, and then he got hurt. He's not going to be back until June, July. I think the Verdugo signing or the the Verdugo trade was interesting because we know what happened with the Yankees getting Soto, but. Bringing over Verdugo, I also think he could be a trade deadline piece. And I'm not saying this in terms of the Yankees being a bad team at the deadline, because I do think the Yankees will be a playoff team. But if you're going to count on Jason Dominguez coming back, I think I think Verdugo can be a trade deadline piece because he has one year left on his deal. And if he, if he performs well, the Yankees could definitely use Verdugo as a trade piece to improve in different positions somewhere else on the roster. Yeah, a move like that will be at the time, obviously. Um, but with the Yankees, the issue has always been outfield depth. Brett Gardner played as long as he did when he wasn't good because he constantly had injuries. In 2019, it was, man, next man up. Who's going to step up? We had Cameron Mabin in the outfield at the times, Mike Talkman. 
So have, having Verdugo there is helpful. Cubs legend. Yeah. Mike he, Talkman. Hey, and analy- analytically, yeah. he's pretty legend. good. All right, he's on my fantasy team. He won me the league. <laughs> but Mike Talkman won you a league? I also want to mention, too. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> Respect. I also want to mention, too, I think Trent Grisham is a good fourth outfielder. Yeah, to finish my point, it out there. to finish my point yeah. before I hand it back to you, Jack. The Yankees outfield is looking the best it it has in a really long time. I mean, obviously you have the MVP of 2022, Judge. He was hurt last year. He probably wins if he doesn't get hurt last year. Once again, the Dodgers causing issues. That's <laughs> stupid outfield wall. It's but cement in the outfield. Judge is going to be back in center field. He's healthy. You have Soto and right or left, depending on the stadium. Uh, for the time being, Will they flip him back and forth, home and away. I think so, yeah. Really? Because uh-huh. he's not the greatest out uh, defender. And then yeah. in left field or right field, Stan Verdugo. And then, you, like you mentioned, Grisham, yeah. he's just a defensive guy. He will come in the late games. He will be Bader without having Bader's hype. So I'm excited for the outfield. And then you have Stan whenever you want to throw him in. And then once Dominguez gets back, your point does come up. What's nice with Grisham, though, is if you – I know he's a defensive guy, but if <clears throat> if you use him for, like, a bat – What's yeah. nice is that you guys have the short porch. Yeah, lefty. Exactly. Yeah, so it, it helps him out to to uh, for him. So, but um, I want to bring up this point. Do you guys think we'll we'll stick with you and uh, Jordan and Greg with Rodon? Do you think that this first half of the season is kind of make or break? Because I think like you got to consider it at this point. If Rodon doesn't do well this first half of the season, maybe that's a trade deadline piece that you could look at. I think two pitchers that you look at with the Yankees that if they don't get off to a good start, fans are going to start to panic and they're going to be booing these guys. Stroman and Rodon, both of them need to get off to good starts. And if they don't, the fans are going to turn on them quickly because we saw a lot of Carlos Rodon last year. Now, you could say that he was hurt, but at the end of the day, when you're making all this money, we're going to expect you to perform. And the whole thing with Stroman and Stroman dealing with Yankee fans in the past and the whole Twitter scandal that's been going on, Yankee fans are going to turn on Stroman quickly if he does not pitch well, and that has to be from the start. If he pitches well, and I'm not, I don't think anybody should expect Stroman to be like a Cy Young contender because that's not what he is. He's a guy that could be a 3.5 ERA type of pitcher. He's a number three at best and a good, solid starting rotation. And his stats might look better too if he has like the offense the Yankees do now. Yes, Cortez, he might be four. Honestly, yeah. if he performs at the way that he was back yeah. uh, in 2020. If everyone's healthy, my current rotation would probably be Cole, um, Rodon. Yeah. I'd probably put Cortez four because Strowman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, double, yeah. So, I, I would do Cole, Rodon, Strowman, Cortez, and then Clark Schmidt currently. And Schmidt's on the rise, too. Like, I could see him having, not a breakout year, like anything crazy, but, like, pretty serviceable for a fifth guy. What do you, th- what do you think, Brett? I mean, it's... It's really it's gonna be if they can stay on the field. I mean, the Yankees have been battered with injuries. It's felt like forever. Um, I'll randomly like flick on a game. I'll be like, who who Do is they, this guy? So I I always remember back when I watched football a lot. The Eagles would have struggled with injuries for like like ten seasons in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, and I'm like, at this point, it's not their fault. It's got to be like trainers' fault. That's, yeah. So, do you guys need new <laughs> trainers or something? Like, I think I think it's that. But I remember what are you when feeding these guys. Stop yeah. giving them pizza you, from under the subway, Jordan. I'm sure. Yeah, Jordan. The I'm rats sure you, touch it first. I'm sure. You, yeah, I'm sure you remember Jordan in 2019 with the Yankees. They had all these guys hurt. Yeah, and then. They still ended up winning 103 games, which was the most impressive part. And we were all saying this was going to be the year with the Yankees because they were basically playing with half of their starters out, and they still won 103 games. Wait until Judge comes back. Wait until Stan comes back. These guys are going to be all ready by the postseason. And then once again, that's all just to lose to the Astros. But they fired their trainers after that year, and it's still every single year the Yankees continue to get hurt. And then, yeah, you're probably going to have to fire the trainers again, but... You also got to look at some of these players like Judge and Stan. Why are these guys always hurt? Well, they're also big well, bodies as well. I want to stop that narrative right now because like everyone says it. Judge doesn't get hurt like Judge was Stan. a free Yeah, that's true. That's Judge true. never has. He's not injury prone. He's always been hurt because of, I can probably name every injury. <laughs> 2017, he broke his wrist because Kansas City hit him with a fastball. That was 2018. 2018. He wasn't hurt in 17. 19, it was, uh, he swung his bat and he tweaked something. I forgot. Oblique. What, oblique, correct. Um, 22. 20, he, he got hurt, which was the 60-game 60, 60 season. I don't. I forgot which one it was. And then he didn't get hurt in 21. Or no, did he get? No, he didn't get hurt in 21, I don't think. No, he didn't. Or no. no, 
21 was his first like kind of full season. 21. 19. The full seasons that Judge has had was 2017, 2021, and 2022. He got hurt in 23. And so basically, if you look at Judge's career and all his full seasons that he's played, he's played three full seasons 2017, 2021, 2022. Yeah, but in those, even when, even last year when he didn't only play like 110 games, he still hit 30 home runs. This is the most in the American League. Yeah. I mean, he's that he's good. And the only player I'm more concerned about, because we did fire trainers after 19, you're right, but the injuries that we used to be seeing with hamstrings and whatnot, that only seems to be with Stanton now. Mm-hmm. And our pitcher injuries are only when it comes to uh, soreness in the elbow. Like Michael King did have Tommy John, no longer on the team now. But I'm not as scared with like the frequent injuries as much. It's more so like, can we avoid the big ones? And that... That's just luck at that point. What narrative are I, you trying to put into, Jack? I didn't. I didn't like the narrative of like the big body is like that's the reason he's getting hurt because if you look like I know it's a different sport. I understand, but like if you look at if you look at basketball, like yeah. if you look at Giannis, you look at Jokic, those guys are not getting are you, hurt. in regards to Stanton. You mean you, like Stanton and Judge getting hurt because they're they're big? I don't know? think it's because he's too big. I think it's because that's all he focuses on. Like Stanton looks a lot more slim now, and. I don't know if you guys probably didn't watch like every Yankee game or you might have tuned in a little bit, but he, he could not You're run. Not a Yankee sweat like me. I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm one of the guys that watches every Yankee game. I'm not. I'm not like what I meant by that was if you knew like the ins and outs of like how some certain guys perform. Stanton couldn't run from second to home. Like there was a ground ball yeah. to the gap. It was cut off by an outfielder, but any up. Players makes that unless you're like Pablo Sandoval, but the guy was thrown out by like four steps. He can't run, yeah. and I don't. I think that was just him Wasn't getting there older. A wild Boston in the wild card. Stan got thrown out at home or something. Yeah, like he that. got thrown out. But that was that was just a terrible. Set. Yeah, that was a bad set. That was yeah. such a that. That's probably what got Phil Nevin fired. Yeah, and but the thing is, is one of the things that you guys struggled with as a Yankees team last year was not just from John Carlo, but from most of your guys was base running, and also oh, yeah, it was awful. And OPS was not that great mm-hmm. uh, either. So I've made countless tweets about that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you you had um, Michael K just yeah like oh, every it felt like every game at the end of the season Michael like was the, ripping his yeah, hair out. Man. He was ripping his hair out. He was like ripping into you guys. As were the fans. It was every fan collectively was like this team is bad. We're always gonna buy into like the late run. We win five in a row. Oh, we're only seven out of the wild card spot. But <laughs> yeah. we we all knew That's exactly this, what you said. This, when we were exactly. About yeah, playoffs yeah. At one point we were like <laughs> five and a half out, and I was like, ah, yeah. But, yeah. we have a good week. Yeah, <laughs> we had a good week. Yeah, let's that, talk about it. You know, like all the base run, all the base running stuff with the Yankees. Yeah. I'm not an Aaron Boone guy. I usually I thought it was going to get him fired. I, I usually blame that on the surprise. He's still bad. here, to be honest. I, am too. I usually blame that on the coaching staff and Aaron Boone because yeah. I don't really know if these guys just teach these guys fundamentals. But, I think Aaron Boone is just a guy that's just going to pat the players yeah. on the back. Like that's why you but see a lot of managers it, like that in baseball. In baseball, managers are also are like head coaches. Like not Boone didn't put guys, this. Yeah. Boone didn't put this roster together. He like towards the end. Like, I understand he's trying to keep this team intact, but I think my only problem with Boone is I think he needs to use the bullpen better. His lineups are pretty good. He, that's the best he can possibly do. Just mm-hmm. because Stanton goes 0 for 5 with 3Ks, but I think and the Torres is a base running mistake, it's not on Boone. Yeah. He can only say so much. So towards the end of the year, when you started seeing him with the, our guys are getting better or whatever, it's like he's running out of things to say. And every fan kind of knew that. What makes Boone get fired this year? If the Yankees miss the playoffs. If they make the playoffs. If though. they miss... If like they, what, what if like is there anything like at all like let's say they lose the wild card? Here's the thing. I think, I think he I think he get hooked mid season. Here's the honestly. thing. The Yankees are kind of like I think he could. I think if the, if bull, the Yankees if the, are like if he doesn't manage the bullpen correctly, I think a, that's the biggest thing that can get a manager fired in season is if he's making like clear. Literally, and with the Yankees at least, that is the one thing he's allowed to do because like analytically, they want certain guys it's out the there. Biggest thing. It, I w- always hear it on the Michael K show. They don't believe in hot anymore, which is a shame. Like Judge could hit three home runs the night before, and they they sit him because it's his off day. Give him a rest day. Yeah, yeah. That's what I well, also he's strict See, with the schedule. That's my that's one of my that's one of my issues. See, that's one of my issues. Yankee fans like it's like Doc Rivers. See, I'm that's one of my that situation. Loss. But Boone's well, a puppet. Scheduled loss. Doc, Doc Rivers. What scheduled loss? Doc Rivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Doc, so I would I talked to Aiden Docherty about that's this. like May um, April. Schedule losses. <laughs> I talked to Aiden Docherty about this, and he he watches every Sixers game. And um, what he told me was that Doc Rivers, what he would do, like, every time he'd watch a Sixers game, he knew, like, at what minute 
um, in the game, these it would be this rotation in which person would yeah. go out. Mm-hmm. Like no matter the you situation, want, yeah, you that's really, what cost yeah. his job too. Because there were certain like defensive mm-hmm. substitutions that it you should so have made that he didn't. Right? Yeah, it was so readable. It's kind of like that's what Boone does. Like his lineups are pretty good. I don't hate his lineups. It's really the bullpen situation. He pulls guys too early, leaves which them in too long. Which is the biggest thing for a manager, I think. What yeah. else is he doing? Exactly, manager is like one of the. It's kind of a lost position. Yeah, in the the modern day, some managers he, do give like pitching calls, yeah. but, but I, Boone, think, I doubt Boone does that. What is good about Boone is he's liked the players like him. He's not like some bum in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. If the Yankees are like everyone has slumps, baseball I look at it at a month at a time. Yeah. If we're in a wild card spot or we're in the division lead, he's fine. We would have to be like like significantly below five hundred for him to get cans at the All Star break. Yeah. The Yankees are kind of like in the sense that they're a little bit like the Dallas Cowboys. And what I mean by that is we all know the Cowboys like to stay loyal with their coaches and, and, and Jerry Jones is kind of like the guy that runs the team. The Yankees are kind of similar in that way because we saw the Yankees kept Joe Torre for 10 years. They kept Joe Girardi for 10 years. You say kept Joe Torre like he was like some off manager. No, 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 no. I'm not saying no. Joe Torre was great. I'm just saying, but like, you see this like with Joe Girardi, and like there was at times the Yankees wanted Joe Girardi gone because the team wasn't playing well. He made move, he made a move that fans didn't like, and that's kind of like what you're seeing with Aaron Boone. Like the Yankees are very loyal to him, and Hal Steinbrenner is so loyal to Brian Cashman. Like, and I am one of the guys that that rips Brian Cashman like like crazy. Like if this this guy's made a, a lot of bad moves in the past, and I've given him credit this offseason. I think he's done a great job getting Soto, uh, getting Verdugo. He's definitely fixed this offense. Now they just got to go out there and yeah. perform, hopefully. And then he went out and signed Marcus Stroman. Um, but I think they're kind of like in the sense where they like to stay loyal to their guys for a while. And the scapegoat they try to use is more like, it's the player's fault. It's the player's fault. But... I've been saying every year, if you just watch the games, you watch all the bullpen decisions that Boone makes, it's on him. You can't put this on the players. If there's a starting pitcher out there, like if Garrett Cole's going seven innings and he's only at 80 pitches and you take him out of the game, it's like, why are you taking him out? He's yeah. he's pitching his butt off. Keep him in there. I mean, that those, those, those few decisions have cost us like a couple few games, but... I know you can't blame the players because I don't... Okay, this is the thing. I don't blame the players this year. I blame the collective of players. Mm-hmm. This roster was set up to fail from the very beginning. I don't know how we didn't see it. Like, IKF, we had... Yeah. Like, oh, it was it was awful. It was we had IKF. Willie, they, we had they, Willie Calhoun, Calhoun at times, Jake Bowers. Like, those guys are not... Like, I don't... It was bad. You, Bader, you can't field your way to a win. That was my always my thing with him. He was a good kid. You know, he's from the Bronx cool feel-good story, but it's the collective of players that we had this year. It just sets you up for failure, and that's when Cashman is at his best. When he See, knows his job is on the line, he needs to make moves, he does. But And it's only in a modern era where, where Cashman has year, been bad. Last year, listen, I don't think Aaron Boone did a good job, but I blame more of last year on Brian Cashman because he told us yeah, before the season easily. that that Josh Donaldson was still a good player and that IKF was going to be their short star. He, well, yeah. well, really, no, because... Volpe actually started the season, but they still had Ike, and I like IKF as a bench player, but he's not a starter. But they went into the season as Aaron Hicks as their start as their starting uh, left fielder or center fielder wherever he played. I don't and, I don't blame them because they did give him a contract and he yeah has but that was he's that a was veteran, such a but contract yeah though. they gave him a month and a half he didn't and they canned him so I don't blame yeah. him for that. But I think they should have gotten rid of him. I would say in the middle of 2022 when he wasn't playing good and Yankee fans were all saying it too. Like you, yeah. if there's a guy not playing good, you got to sit yeah. him. But and, the, at the end of the day when a decision seems obvious they make it with Hicks and stuff like that there's a reason why they're in their position and why we're only talking about it on a college podcast yeah. so at the end of the day I trust most of the decisions he makes and my point of Cashman only being bad in the modern era he was good from 2000 to 2009 his first big blunder was not trading for Cliff Lee kind of set us up he didn't trade Jesus Montero this is like way back so he's made moves that didn't set us up great, but he built 09. That was him. Mm-hmm. He built the team from 10, 11, 12. And then he drafted Judge. He drafted Sanchez, who was good at the time. Mm-hmm. Realistically, if Houston doesn't cheat, I'm like 100% confident that we would have won a ring at some point in 17, 18, 19. Even 20, if there was no COVID. If, no, if, or whatever the expression is, should have, would have, could have. So we're, we're kind of, so we're a little <laughs> bit Cashman, it, it's been a few blunders in the past decade, but he's making moves now and you have to trust yeah. him. Listen, I think 
Cashman has done a good job this offseason with the moves. Now you just got to see it pan out. So we're a little bit different when it comes to, like, Brian Cashman. You think that he's a better GM than what people give him credit for. And I'm kind of, like, on the other end of it. But I'm not saying that Brian Cashman's not made yeah. good moves and in I'm the not past. Like, but I yeah. think it, it came to a time where it's like, okay, you got to get rid of him because – He's been here for way too long. The game has outgrown him, and it's trending more in a different direction where you're seeing yeah. these other GMs are making moves in in different types of ways that Brian Cashman won't do because he's coming more from, like, an old-school standpoint. But I think he's yeah. kind of, like, trended more to- towards, like, the analytics and stuff. Yeah. And, he's and, he, more and he made the point that the Yankees didn't use as much analytics, and now they're going to be doing a little more with that. Hopefully it helps out. But I'm not going to sit here and defend every move he makes. I'm always going to defend my team, though. And I think he should have been gone for more of a reason of it just he's outdated, not that he's bad. I think he would get scooped up. I personally wanted him as president of baseball operations, and we, I wanted Derek Jeter as GM, to be honest. I think he did a good job with the Marlins. Showed last year that was the core that he made. Losing Solaire like kind of hurts, but he wanted to make a move at Castellanos and he didn't. But I feel like we've been talking about the Yankees a lot. I'm curious to see what your guys' just, team is now. The Phillies. Last year, I last year I blamed it a lot on Brian Cashman just because of the roster construction. Like I knew going into that year that okay, I thought the Yankees were going to be a playoff team, but I never thought they were a World Series team. And we knew that in the 2022 playoffs when they got swept by Houston, they weren't even in the same sentence as each other. The Yankees got embarrassed yeah. by them. And you kind of saw it played out. You saw that the Yankees were pretty much an average. Even when they were like 10 games over 500, the first 60, 70 games of the season, it was like you never really had that feeling that the Yankees were ready to take off. Oh, they're they're hanging around 10 games over 500. Oh, they're going to be fine. They're going to get hot. And then Judge went down, and the offense wasn't the same. And then once he came back, you knew that these teams were going to be pitching around Judge because the guys behind him can't hit. Stan wasn't the same player. Glaber did have a really good year last year. Um, and that was like their third place hitter, but I don't look at Glaber Torres as a guy that on a really good offense is your, is your third, is your third place hitter. I just don't look at him that way. He's a good player, but I think on a good offense, a really legit elite offense, he's probably like your six or seven hitter. Oh, that's I think on, on, a, on, on, a, on an elite offense I'm talking about, because remember you're going to have Soto, you're going to have judge, you're going to have LeMayu. And Anthony Rizzo, those are probably going to be like Lemayu over Torres. I'm not ranking Lemayu, but I'm just saying they're going to probably have like who who do you think they're going to be their leadoff hitter? It's going to be Lemayu, right? Or Verdugo? I would say Volpe if he has a good spring training. If, if Volpe has a good, but here's the way I also think the Yankees could go. You kind of want to do it the lefty righty combination. I like that a lot. Where you have, which I wouldn't mind Verdugo, Judge, Soto, and then you could. Go whoever is your cleanup hitter. If you want to go stand or you want to move stand down the lineup, yeah. that's kind of like where I'm viewing Glaber Torres as on this offense this upcoming year, because you're kind of like banking on these other guys and you want to have a good balanced lineup. That's kind of like yeah. the way I look at it. What's weird with <clears throat> like the whole lineup situation that you guys have is I think it's always going to be righty lefty righty because I think you always have to, you always have to have Soto before Judge yeah. just from the amount of walks that he gets pitches he sees. So you yeah. have so I think you always like no matter who's on the mound like let's say you're facing I don't like you you face Robbie Ray one night and then the next yep. night you're facing Logan Webb right mm-hmm. or just let's say you're facing the Giants and in a way they're two entirely separate players I know they're both very good power hitters obviously mm-hmm. but there's the difference between the Judge is a traditional power hitter where he will strike out 190 times, but he'll hit 50 home runs. Yeah. Soto walks a ton, and he doesn't strike out as much. Yeah, I don't know too much on the analytics for Vol- for Volpe of like how he hits, but he no matter what, no matter what they are now, that he has to be yeah. efficient at both righty and lefty because let's say he is that leadoff spot mm-hmm. right, uh, like at the beginning of the season, and it kind yeah. of goes through for the rest. Uh, of the rest of the 162, it's he's probably gonna have to. It's always should stick at him, Soto, Judge, because I agree, yeah. that's your best four. And then obviously, I think after that, you yeah. go with I think Rizzo and then yeah. for and then Verdugo. But that's that's your four and five, right? Or your yeah, your four and five yeah. total for your lineup right and, there. And, and then you have Glaber afterwards, which I don't think is exactly. horrific to say. And so. I would hope we can extend them. We'll see what happens there. But to end the Yankee talk before we hand it, send it down the turnpike to Philly. <laughs> My opening day, one, two, three, I would have to say, because you have to give the rock to Volpe. He was lead off a couple times. I would say Volpe, if he has a good spring, looks good, and then Soto, Judge, and then see what happens from there. Yeah. But, Brett, uh, I mean, I'm wearing, I got to remember. Jack's got his National League Champs shirt on. Yeah. About all I, the, I brought the the Philly, my 
newly acquired Phillies hoodie from Christmas. Okay. okay. Shout out, shout out my uncle. Let's um, go. But uh, not much to talk doing, about, man? honestly. What, what, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, I think it's it was been a more quiet. Bit, uh, That's what I've been uh, gathering from an outsider. We've done Nola. They're always quiet. Dombrowski's always quiet. Sure. I just think fans had a little, myself included, had a little bit of unrealistic expectations. What do we like? What I mean, what I mean, we, we lost. Like, we oh. lost Kimbrel. Like what? Do, I mean, like, we got. It's probably that's thing. an addition, though, good, right? Yeah. Addition it, by subtraction. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. But I'm saying, like, who do we put in the bullpen? They'll fill it out as the market starts I, to slow I've down. I've always been a big Sir Anthony guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's down year. Yeah, he I think he'll be back. Last year. He was pretty disappointing. But with with Philadelphia. Um, I know they want to extend Wheeler. I think they want to make uh, Wheeler a Philly. For, I think at this point life. you have to. Yeah, extending yeah. Wheeler is more important than signing anyone else. I understand that, but because I think your roster right now is pretty solid, and yeah, you're gonna have Painter come up eventually. My biggest question mark into this season, mm-hmm. and if we make the postseason again, if um, they don't make the postseason, oh, something <laughs> went significantly wrong. My thing is, is what do we do with Taiwan Walker? Because his contract is large, and he did absolutely nothing yeah. in the postseason. Yeah. I, uh, it's and it's not his fault. Did you sell Lorenzen he, on the books? Who Lorenzen? No, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. I um, think Walker was kind of like a, uh, a signing at the time where you think you might need him, but things worked out, and you pretty have a pretty solid rotation. He's going to really pitch him. this no. year. They want to go to a six man. He was like Syndergaard last year. Yeah. Uh, Syndergaard did more on start. that playoff run. How many more years is on Taiwan Walker's contract? <laughs> I think like three. We signed him for then four. Then he started three. Years. That's what it was. Syndergaard? Syndergaard? I was there, and he sat the Braves down one, two, three. Didn't Where? he start a World oh, Series game? game four. Syndergaard, yeah. That was yeah. game four, right? That was game four, right? <laughs> yeah, Syndergaard yeah, yeah. started we, game we four of every... We were both there, not even knowing. Yeah. So... Um, that was probably one of the best games I saw because we saw JT's insider. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But um, <sighs> got goosebumps there. Tywell Walker's yeah. gonna pitch for this team. This I still year. get goosebumps from the from when Joe Davis said that we're going to the World Series. So, yeah, I mean, but I, I was the oh, that game. You, you know what that reminded me of? We haven't said in such a long time. You're yeah. Bedlam yeah. in the borough. <laughs> at the borough. But um, like I said, he's gonna pitch. Ty- like, what do we like? He's gonna pitch this year unless they trade him, which they're probably not. It's gonna be a six-man rotation. They've made it pretty clear that they want to do that to save these guys' arms. Nola Wheeler, Walker, Suarez, Sanchez, and uh, who's this? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, Is who, Painter gonna finally pitch this year? He's he not till 2025. He can't. Man, he's got he's, TJ. He's got TJ. Yeah. I mean, they want to go to a six-man, which I think is smarter because. We saw Wheeler and like dude Wheeler and Nola were gassed because yeah. Thompson rode him, which I like. But it comes a point where these guys just Nola's dependable, and it also hurt him. It hurt but here's him the in thing. contract negotiation. Yeah. Here's also the thing too, Brett. In Game Six and Seven against Arizona, they didn't lose because of their pitching. They lost because they scored three runs in two games I agree. And, in the in the final two home games. There's also the, the pen. That kind and of the Phillies had pen. had had control. They were about. They only needed to win one of those two games at home, mm-hmm. and they lost both games. So that's that's where I thought they. They lost that series is because their offense didn't show up. Like we know how good Nick Castellanos was in the NLDS, did not show up in the NLCS, and all these other guys were quiet. They weren't hitting the ball, and I that's why I thought they lost that series. Here's the thing, too. I was kind of surprised. I mean, I've seen his workouts. Shout out Johan Rojas. Um, he looks. He's at- Alec Boeing us, dude. <laughs> Probably He's Alec Boeing us. Probably, but <laughs> he looks. He looks ripped. He's shredded. He yeah, looks. Shredded. He looks like a freaking monster. But I know <laughs> that he's gonna go up there this year. He's gonna swing through three fastballs, jersey high, letter high fastballs. And yeah, he's gonna be in Triple A. <laughs> but I love you. I was the biggest Johan Rojas guy. But I just yeah. it's too soon. Get ready to go to Lehigh soon. Valley, bud. Get ready. <laughs> I think you should start down there. I really do. Wow. My, but here's my thing with Johan. I thought he was going to get traded Matt Chapman's with a free agent. I thought he Cut was going to get. Cut his <laughs> I thought he was going to get. Uh, what's it called? Traded with Bohm Who for some Yo- Rojas with Rojas. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were going to try and just get some guys that can just get on base. Not even yeah. Because our biggest thing was we were solo home run central. I mean, yeah. yes, we had Bryce Harper's three run homer in against uh, the Braves in Game Three. That was it. Like everything, every they don't really manufacture runs. You're right. Exactly, it was solo home run central. And I remember, I was like, I remember saying to myself, like, we score a lot of solo homers. And I'm yeah. like, this is a little weird. Then they put up a stat like, like 18 out of our 20 home runs were solo. Mm-hmm. Probably something. something uh, well, I'm not sure if that was right, but it was something along the lines of that in the middle of like a series. And I was like, yeah, this has to. It change. essentially lost you the Diamondback series. In it a did, way. and that's why we only scored. Three runs. Strike out, strike out, strike out. Homer, strike out, strike out, strike out. Strike out. It was yeah, really I just got to get on base. From like, an outsider's perspective, like you guys know your team better, obviously, but it just seems like 
each individual player was took their foot off the gas. That's what it seemed like to yeah. me. Yeah, like they, they weren't were pressing trying too much we when had, it was already too we late. Had base they weren't putting pe- competitive at bats out no. there. It looked sad. We had base runners in the bottom of the eighth in game seven. Mm-hmm. And I was I, there. I forget I, who I remember I forget who standing struck. in my seat watching. <laughs> I forget who struck out. But Brandon Marsh on like four pitches. Yeah. Like Brandon Marsh cannot be swinging through three pitches, dude. Ground out. I, Fly out. I like Marsh. Marsh. I like him too, but like he's, he's great on both sides. That's why they lost. Dude, he needs man. to cut his hair. It was too many guys trying to hit, trying well, to hit bombs. It wasn't because of him that he lost. No, he was really, really good. In that he series. like he actually got on base, and I liked him a lot. But the thing guys. was, was he kept the problem was was I knew after that eighth inning when there was base runners on and we couldn't get any runs, and I was like, we're cooked. We're that's our season right there, and. We just couldn't get on base. So I was thinking that we would trade for someone that could at least get on base. Obviously, yes, a home Turner. run is a plus. But, I mean, and Trey Turner, he I mean, he got standing ovation from fans, but his home runs were solo homers too. I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't win if all of the big runs that you're getting are... Alec Bohm hitting cleanup also doesn't help. No. Do you guys think Hoskins resigns? Do you want him? No, he's gone, man. No, he, They're gonna have we've pretty much said that he's gone. You know, you guys are mentioning about all, like, the, the solo home runs from the Phillies. Do you think there needs to be, like, a a lineup change? Meaning, like, would you rather have your power hitters, like, Schwarber? Schwarber is, like, your leadoff guy, right? Would you want him hitting, like, cleanup or something and maybe move somebody up? Maybe, like, move Turner to lead off? I, I like what they do with Schwarber because... He so many pitches. He gets Probably. on base. Like, he either hits a home run, strikes out, walks or walks. So the thing is... Turner really is your leadoff hitter because Schwarber bats leadoff. He could either hit a bomb. Mm-hmm. If he walks, then you have a real leadoff yeah, hitter on Turner, it. and then Harper hits third. Mm-hmm. Harper's essentially hitting second when you look at it like that. That's why I've always liked Schwarber leading off for you guys. Yeah, Schwarber. They a, really banked on Bohm, and I yeah. he didn't take the leap, and it There's really a, put a hole. At in least that it's line. not Brett Beatty. I think he. I yeah. think if he doesn't take the leap in this season, that uh, he would probably. Be a trade deadline You have you have to. Fan, everyone's yeah. image of him is so like colluded because like oh he's yeah. he's a nice kid he's fun you know what I mean he's, he's hot daycare. Yeah. <laughs> there's a every girl thinks he's hot. No, I, yeah. I don't. There's I don't an, think there's so. an, with all the respect to him. There's a, well I'm saying like every girl. I, mean, I know I'm assuming you're straight, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So like so like that's what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> but but yeah. So like um. Yeah, the thing is, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Boom, look like he's six six singles hitter, man. Like, yeah, he yeah. can't be." And there's a his defense is also ball. very shaky. So if you're not commit like contributing on offense yeah. and you're backhanding a slow roller, you got an all star. You're at Castillo. There's a downside and an upside to hitting there. lead off or hitting second in your lineup. the The upside is yeah. you get the most at bats. The downside is. You get less opportunities to hit with guys on base. That's lot. That's why we were talking about before with like the Yankees. I'm not trying to change the topic here, but we were talking about with the Yankees before with like you know having Judge. What would you want Judge hitting second or you want Soto hitting second? Because those you want your best hitters hitting with guys on base, and that's why you kind of like you kind of think about what do you want to do with lineup construction and the lineup balance, like. You want Turner hitting leadoff, or you want Schwarber hitting leadoff? Then it kind of changes who you want hitting second and third and fourth because you want to have a good balanced lineup. You want that righty lefty, righty lefty combo. I like it personally, though, because it it changes the way. Like when you see when you start to see some of these opposing managers start to go to their bullpen, and you guys know the whole thing with with bullpen arms that when you bring in a new reliever, they have to face three batters. So if you're bringing in a reliever. That's a lefty to go up against a lefty batter, and it's going to be an advantage to that lefty pitcher if you're facing, let's say, the next two batters that are lefties. It's a better chance that you have a balance if you have the lefty pitcher coming in against a lefty uh, against a lefty batter. Mm-hmm. Then you got the righty hitter coming up, yeah, and then maybe you have another righty after that. So that's kind of like. Where you have to manage, and then obviously you can pinch hit as well too. So that's it's always good to have a good bench as well because you can pinch hit guys, you can substitute guys in, and that's all about like analytics and stuff. Because somebody might hit a home run, and then you take him out of the game for someone that's been cold sent on the bench. But that's like all analytics stuff right there. So it's like it's like having a feel for the game, and that's why we talked about it before with Aaron Boone. He that's my problem with him. He doesn't have a feel for the game. You got to ride with the hot hand. I I think personally. Because it's harder to trust a guy that's on the bench and that's cold. He might be a better hitter or a better player, but it's better to trust a guy that's 
playing the game that's already warmed up. How do you want to end us off? You got the JJ Reddick podcast mic set up going <laughs> I on. I do. Um, but I wanted, I was, during Greg's uh, last uh, talk, I was trying, I was digging deep, and I was thinking about the Phillies lineup. Um, and Reminisce. I was, huh? Reminisce. Yeah, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, Schwarber is nice. Like, he gets walk or he gets a run. Home run, you know. Turner's up. He gets maybe on base, pops a homer maybe, but, like, you never know. I'm thinking maybe it's, like, we do it, maybe we switch Harper to four. And you find a third, and you find a third hitter, and then that gets... go out and get one, or... Yeah, because I feel like, at least last season, especially in the postseason, Harper... One of the reasons why we went to the World Series is because Harper... Got on base and got home runs. You know, like he got those doubles that the sent problem, JT home from first. The problem know? with putting him farther in the lineup, which is why the Yankees bat judge too, is because the more reps he would get, a chance to come up in the ninth inning if he's batting third. If he's batting fourth, there's a chance the guy hitting third. I understand that, but then my point is, is yes, like, yeah, like if he comes up in the ninth, right? Obviously, yeah. there's always that situation. It's and worked for so far, us though. if he's second or third, I guess, you know, uh, it puts him. Like it, it would put Turner or the new three hole hitter up. But my thing is, is we might have to figure out like if you put Harper at four, then you got to find a good three hole line, which gets you more guys on base for Harper. And I don't know. It just feel to me it feels right where Harper seems like at least last year he was digging back to more of that home run route. In the regular season, he would get hits as well, but like in the postseason, it was all. Um, home runs for yeah, he much. found it. I mean, he he didn't hit a lot of home runs in the regular season because the elbow. He was hurt for most exactly. Of that. So, so I don't also, know. he's also a better fully. player when he's not trying to go home run for home run. He can go. That's what he was. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's what he was in Washington, and that's what he was in 2022. Because yes, he got some yeah. home runs right, and that's what he did, and he, that's how we got yeah. there because of, as you said earlier, bedlam. You know, <laughs> but if he goes back to his roots of just putting the ball in play, I would even, I would just say put him at four and then get a better three-hole hitter. But You need to have someone pretty consistent you need there, so, yeah. so here's the thing. You need, That's if what you they keep, wanted Bone to be. If you keep Harper at three, you need a four-hole hitter. But if you put Harper at four, you need a three-hole hitter. I you think need, you have a four-hole hitter. You need someone hitter. either after or before him, depending on where his like where the lineup is. Yeah. I think Castellanos can be your four-hole or JT. He was good last year. He, yeah. was, he, had, he was an all-star last year, 30-plus homers, which you— but Castellanos isn't a home run hitter. He just has to be consistent, though. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. I because think, if you have NLCS Castellanos come up, you're cut. That's one series. I think for the majority of well, last I'm year, saying, he like, was if really that's good. the way that he's coming up to the plate. Yeah. I, mean, I think JT you just need one. Is regress more. I think catcher. you just need one. Like, not even like you need some power four hole hitter. Like, just one consistent guy, like what LeMahieu used to be. Like, something like that, where you. Doubles. It's a guarantee, a base or two, move guys over, and yeah. then, like, you can trust Rubio. You can trust Castellanos. So when you have that extra bat, and then really just focus on the bullpen, I think you pretty much just guarantee yourself for yeah. LCS and that's why experience. I want the Phillies to get Juan Soto. I mean, even this season, and I know his contract's up next. And he would have been perfect. Yeah, like, Maybe, and he's great because yeah. one, he gets walks, but he's also mm-hmm. he also can get on base. Like it's not just home run for home run with Soto. Yeah, you get the walks and you get the also the he other fits hits in every lineup in baseball. Exactly, and that's why he would be great. For the Phillies, and that would probably be our three-hole hitter. But the, to Jordan's point, I don't think the Phillies need like a like a like a superstar caliber player. I'm talking no. about, and I'm not no. saying that the Phillies are going to get this player, but I think someone like Luis Arise would be perfect. So like a like yeah, a contact guy that's going to put position. That's never stop. Gonna yeah, yeah, that's what stop. Yeah. but I'm saying like they I'll they can use another him. bat. He could be good. He break out here. They can use it. They can use another bat in their lineup that can hit for average and get on base and steal bases and do the little things that that a team can use. So I think that's kind of like what the Phillies, they probably need another player like that. And I think, listen, I mean, even if they don't get that player, their lineup is still fine. They got one of the best offenses in the league and they got a really good rotation as well. So yeah. I, they're going to be there in the end. I, I don't see this team missing the playoffs. I know you guys were mentioning that earlier on when we were talking about them, but I think the but it's almost the here's the here's the thing with the Phillies. Like the last couple of years they started off slow in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three and they still made the playoffs. 
So is it going to be another situation like that this year where the Phillies start off slow and it's like, okay. They always should, do, though. Like, it's yeah. fine if that happens. If you just get to the playoffs. Well, it's baseball. It's 162 Like, realistically, season. you're not going to win out the Braves. Like, they are they are a regular season team, and I don't think they're, like, these big front runners. Like, if Acuna hit in the playoffs. Relax with the F word. It would have. <laughs> can't be throwing that around. My bad, my bad. Well, we know the Braves. <laughs> we know the Braves are the F word. <laughs> or are, it can it seem like it, but if Acuna and their guys actually hit and came through, like if that one, the ball in Game Four went off the wall and win that game and send it back to Atlanta, you never know what happens. Mm-hmm. So I think with the Phillies, or even put over the wall, or exactly, I thought it was gone at first. To be honest, I, I think everyone did. Even everyone in the fans, were, everyone stands were like, yeah. Remember, Ooh, no, <laughs> baseball is a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. exactly. Right. Yeah. And I want to. And before you guys want to say whatever you want to say before you send it off, I would do want to throw one name out there. The White Sox are a pretty bad team, and someone I think who could be that Luis four or five, Robert. Luis. Robert. I've never Ooh. heard him his name on that in the waiver or whatever it is. It's gotten it's underrated. Yeah, I've never heard his name out there, but that's a name yeah, I'd be looking forward though. to. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, we'll that's see. what kind of cooked him last year, but I I would not mind that name at all. I mean, I mean, if you, I mean, replacing Robert with Rojas, that's kind of it's nice. He's also young too. Or even He's harsh. athletic too. Yeah, what do you think, Brad? I don't know. You're probably giving up a Bohm or a Marsh in that. You wouldn't give up Bohm for Luis Robert? Oh, I wouldn't heartbeat, but I'm okay. saying that I don't think they would. I would rather give up Rojas than Bohm. Yeah, but you got to worry you can't about get, my thing is is like I like Marsh so much as a baseball player because mm-hmm. he, because the reason I do is because the Phillies it's hard for them to get on well, base they get with base like, hits. All right, so I like Marsh with the base hit aspect of everything. So he won a he won a Gold Glove his rookie year. This year, he had five hundred forty six at bats, one hundred forty four hits, thirty eight home runs, eighty RBIs, and an OPS of eight fifty seven. He's a beast, dude. He's nice. See, like I know you were talking about making that trade with Luis Robert if it were to happen, like giving up Bohm and Rojas. I don't know if I would do that because Luis Robert has known in the past to be hurt a lot. As good as a player as he is, I don't know if I would pull the trigger on that. That's just me though, because I'm not I'm not for getting players that are hurt all the time. Like I would rather have a guy that may not be just as good, but is going to play consistently more because he's on the field and he's healthy than the guy that's known to be injury prone. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. baseball's. De- I, I mean, you don't know. I don't even know what Loris Robert's market is. I don't know what a hypothetical what it would even take. Uh, it would. I think okay. So he's young. He's 26. Um. He's technically under contract for four years. A young player, a young MLB ready player, I would think. He's under contract this year and next year, and then in 26, 27, (laughs) there's two club options. (laughs) Oh my god! And the thing is, is like, like I wouldn't even, like I wouldn't even mind a straight trade of just Robert, Daiwan. That would never happen. No, (laughs) I mean that wouldn't happen. White Sox would look at that contract. And say yeah, no. But right, you need to give up just some young talent. Like yeah, I boom. They finally have a good star though, which is nice. So that maybe when August rolls around, they want another pitcher or they want a corner outfielder. Even someone cheaper like Eloy could be on the market too. Yeah, I think they. I don't they finally like have enough Eloy. farm. I'm not a big fan of Eloy that much. I know he's like I think he's just a right-handed Kyle Schwarber without the walks. Like he's just a power hitter. Like. Uh, like I think he's just, just a left. I legit think this is where, when the Phillies decided to put Reese Hoskins out in left field, like that—that's who he is. And I don't—I I don't like Eloy, and that's just not what the Phillies need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I do. I like the Robert aspect, though. I think Robert. You could go all, all in, get a package of Robert and Cease, and just say, "Hey, man." <laughs> And then we give Let's them go for it. Career, you know, yeah. and our, 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 all our problems are solved. Give you know? them the Liberty Bell and <laughs> yep, album and call it a day. Geno's cheese tax considerations. Yeah, <laughs> the White's, it's crazy how the White Some Sox are fries, now looking. <laughs> the White Sox might be trading a lot. Of, <laughs> it's crazy how the White Sox might be trading a lot of these guys because I remember a couple of years ago that I thought they were going to be good for a long time with all these young guys that they had coming up and we we're seeing a lot of potential in these guys and they make the playoffs back-to-back years in 2020 and 2021. And then they took a huge step back and now they're looking to trade some of these guys maybe in the future. Um, but, I mean, yeah. it, it, I mean, it's a small market team, too, so they, it's not like they can go out and, and spend big-time money like the Yankees and the Dodgers can, or even the Phillies as well. Because yeah. I know Dombrowski has spent a lot of money with that team, and I think you got to give him a lot of credit. Dombrowski's done a really good job with the Phillies. 
Yeah, he has done a really. He's good done a good job, job everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And when he was with the Red Sox people, too, people forget that Abreu was a uh, an MVP with the Reds over the White Sox. Excuse me. Yeah, back in twenty twenty. Yeah, and I, and I was a Luke huge Voigt should have won. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sixty game season. <laughs> Boo myself. <laughs> he did hit but the button for it. I think that's a good place to end it off. First one of the semester. Yeah, it was a really good uh, episode of tenth inning. Um, and I was, I was before we ended. I, I was a huge advocate for Abreu to mm-hmm. replace Reese. Honestly. Okay. I was like, yeah, I w- I'd love Abreu, but obviously that didn't happen. Now he's with Houston. I yeah. Shed a tear a little bit. It's kind of like Doc with Hector Neris. All right. <laughs> Time for my delusional Yankee point of the podcast. We should oh, make yeah, that you a got, You got to predict. You, th- his predictions have been right every yeah, time. Yeah, we got to make. Think, so your new yeah. signing. So where do you think Blake Snell's going? You said Yamamoto was going to LA. I think I, I legit unbiased. Crystal think. Ball is saying. Crystal Ball. Jordan Crystal Ball. Kaya roll, please. Blake Snell is going to be New York Yankee. Book it. Aaron <laughs> Judge is bringing him in. Cut his mic oh, now. Oh, boo. Get him off the mic. Get him off the mic. <laughs> they called him crazy. <laughs> they laughed at him. Yeah. But uh, Jeff Passan. But Brett, uh, we now do early bird. For Tuesday, 7 to 9, yeah. bright and early, before the sun even rises. Before the sun even rises. Yeah, you said it was weird to uh, wake up in the dark. Uh, uh, <laughs> also, Tuesday. under a month away, pitchers and catchers report Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Love to see it. We love to see it. We're back. But, uh, yeah, that's something we would cheer for. But, uh, that'll do but it. Brett, that'll do it. Uh, if you guys want to <laughs> if you guys want to uh, uh, see me and Brett on Roan Radio live on either RoanRadio.com channel one or on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, you guys can see, or not see, listen to us on uh, on, on there at 7 to 9 we every Tuesday. We have other Tuesday. things to talk about other than baseball. No, yeah, we have personalities. So <laughs> we have actual other personalities. We talked about worst haircuts last time. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, a uh, quick spoiler: Brett actually shaved a eh, '88 in the back of his head when he played travel baseball. It's not, not now. It's not, not there now. Not there. Don't look now. <laughs> just let it again now. for Randy Merrill. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'll die for that club. <laughs> We're running the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I had a bowl cut this past semester, so that was rough. Sneak peek. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. But um, but yeah, we'll be talking about a lot more stuff other than baseball and early bird every Tuesday from seven to nine, and then obviously we're here on tenth inning anywhere you can find a podcast, Spotify, Podbean. SoundCloud, wherever, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast. But that's going to do it for this week for 10th Inning. You guys can tune in next Thursday for another episode of 10th Inning where we'll be talking about more free agent signings, maybe come up with some our own topics yeah. since the uh, the stove's kind of calming down. creative now. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, now it's like the offseason. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, so. yeah like prison yard baseball, like <laughs> Julio Urias versus Wander Franco, who's yeah. winning the bat. <laughs> <laughs> live ABs, live ABs in the prison yard. But um, but yeah, we'll be back with another episode of Tenth Inning next Thursday. So be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Tenth Inning. But for this episode, thank you guys for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.